0: Get pucks deep,
1: you know, play the corners hard, we we'll see if good things will happen for us. Yo, we are back. Just dishing it. 88, it's the Patty Kane episode.
0: Eric second, Lindros. Second best American-born player of all time.
1: I somehow wasn't ready for that, and I feel as though I should have been ready for that. (laughs) Uh, He's wearing Solo 8 now, too. He He is. It's it's weird. It is. I don't know. So, uh, you know, shout out to Phil the Thrill, as always. Just a legend. Someday someday
0: I'm going to get Phil on here.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I would love that um anyways how was turkey day man we had our off week um i know we really didn't announce that we kind of just we've done that in the past with you know holiday stuff and heading into the new year was kind of the time we're very consistent throughout the year so we kind of got to take time everyone's really busy and you know that's when we like to take our uh recovery time as it were rest up recharge but um yeah we'll be back until like uh the week of christmas um i we're not set on what we're going to do. We might have just the two weeks off. Um, we'll, we'll have something to say on that for sure as we get closer and decide. Um, but yeah, it's been a blast this year. Um, anyways, before we get into all that, cause we got time to inform people on that. It is one of the best weekends coming up here dudes. I mean, there's so many other things we could talk about. I mean, the world cup has just been a gong show um, it's such an exciting tournament too. I know soccer is not huge in this country, but it's pretty awesome. Recommend everybody check it out. Um, dude, France killed me today. France absolutely killed me. They, um, I just needed a tie, and then that goal got wiped out. I don't know if you saw that. That I was, actually didn't catch it. That was bananas. I'll try and uh, remember to send that to you after the show here. But pretty, pretty wild, pretty rough beat. Um, but you get up and you move on because we got conference championship weekend here, baby. Welcome to the danger zone. <laughs> the danger zone. Why, what is, why is it be, the danger
0: zone, Mr. Tudor? There's going to be so much flying this weekend. And then there's there's live bets. There's make your money back because you got your doors blown off on the first couple game bets. I mean, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great weekend. Um a lot of really weird matchups, I think, too. So, you know, excited to dive into that slate. I actually haven't locked in any picks yet or really done it. So a lot of the picks I give today are just going to be gut reactions on the fly, which we'll see how that happens. I feel like we've seen a big enough sample size from a lot of teams at this stage of the season where it is a little bit easier to do that. And it's conference championship weekend. Anything can happen.
1: Uh, I consider myself very transparent. I think I always have been on this show. Um, When it comes to gambling, when we give these college picks, I have my own that I do outside. They may intersect, but every pick I have given out on this show, I have wagered on. Yep. And I will continue to do so. We are picking every bowl game. I know you're thinking, Ben, that's like 10 bets. I have a way. And it's going to be simple. I'm gonna bet the ones I feel the best about, which I do every week, but I'm gonna put a ten dollar parlay in for all of them. I like all that. sides. We're gonna go for it. Why not? You gotta you gotta pull the pin and chuck the grenade sometimes, buddy.
0: Some you know what's you know what's wild that I didn't even realize is there's two conference championship games this weekend that are power five conferences. Um the Big Ten with Michigan and the LSU and Georgia SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Both of those Power Five championship games are 17 and 17 and a half point spreads, which I just, I don't know. I would have to look back historically. Maybe I'm just way off here. I think, I just think that seems absurd for conference championships and those type of conferences to have that big of a point spread. It just seems wild to me. Like, I get it UGA's a wagon. I get All it right. Michigan's been killing teams. But it just seems a little bit weird to me that there's kind of that big of a spread for theoretically the two best teams in a conference. I agree. But it's also, let's it's
1: theoretically the best teams in the conference. Yeah, that's true. If Tennessee's in that game, if Georgia's in that game, that number's not that high. That's just the way the cards fell. Um, Vegas knows Brian Kelly is a fraud in big games. Um, win or lose, I got to be honest, it's going to feel good to fade him again in, in that spot. It's a little early preview, but I... I...
0: See, I will I guess I'll, I'll say, too, <laughs> one thing that I would love to see Um, quite frankly, is I would love to see LSU just straight up win that game. And the reason I say that isn't because I'm an LSU fan. It's not because I'm going to put big money on LSU to win on the money line or anything like that. What it really comes down to is I want chaos and I want to see the college football playoff committee in an absolute predicament. Because what's going to happen, right, if LSU wins the SEC championship game, you're going to have a one-loss Georgia team that lost in the SEC championship, and you're going to have a three-loss LSU SEC champion. So what do you do there? Do you put – you, you'd have to put LSU in, right? But then do you have to knock somebody else out to put Georgia in? Do you do you snub Georgia then and say too bad, even though they only have one loss and LSU has three? I just think that would be a wild scenario to put these people's brains in a pretzel.
1: Yeah, but I th- to what you're saying too, I think it multiplies if Michigan loses to Purdue. I think that's the craziest scenario. Because if you have that, then you have Michigan, one loss, Ohio State, one loss, Purdue's the, the conference champion. What do you do there, dudes?
0: <laughs>
1: and that's just assuming that Georgia beats LSU.
0: Right. Yeah, Georgia. so Georgia's 17.5-point favorites, Michigan's seventeen point favorites. Georgia's
1: up, it's down to
0: 17.5? It's 17.5 right now.
1: I love um, it. Fucking idiots.
0: Purdue and LSU on the money line are both plus 600, Michigan and Georgia both minus 900. So, I mean, if you really want to swing for the fences and just say that one of those teams wins, you can get them at plus 600, but I don't see either one of those happening. No. No. Uh, but that's – so that's the thing, right, is if we're – Something you know, crazy going to happen, at, though. So if we're looking at the ACC championship, right, you have North Carolina-Clemson. I think that game doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter who wins it. They're not going to the playoff. Correct. And then we're looking at USC and Utah. If USC wins that game, they're in the playoff. If Utah wins the game, Pac-12 is not going to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Right. You got TCU, Kansas State. TCU's going to the playoff with the win. I I don't know. There's... If Purdue won, I don't really know what you'd do. <laughs> exactly, dude. And that's crazy. And that's really, like, so I was listening to uh, some ESPN radio this morning, uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and they were talking about this kind of scenario where, you know, the big topic in college football every year is, do you put the best teams in or do you put the most deserving teams in? Right. right. Because if we're talking about the best teams, Alabama is not even the SEC championship. They're a two loss team. I think Alabama beats TCU. I think Alabama probably beats LSU if they get a second crack at them. I think Alabama probably has a chance to beat Georgia. Like realistically, realistic Michigan. Realistically, if they're if they're a healthy Alabama team, they're probably still the best or second best team in the country. But they're not the most deserving because they have two losses on the slate, right? So it's it's that kind of debate, right? Is what what do we want to see? And I don't. I don't know. I think it's tough to leave out some, some of those teams, but with a 14 playoff, somebody's going to have to get left out. It happens every year.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're always going to have people left out. That's just part of it. But, um, I am very curious to see how it's going to unfold and one of them is going to be something crazy is going to happen. I just got a feeling. I hopefully we're on the right side of it
0: gambling wise, but, um, I've seen some people thinking uh, K State's going to beat TCU. TCU's going to go down
1: because people because people have been waiting for TCU to lose all year. Every week they've been waiting, and it's just I I don't know. I like I like Kansas State a lot, and I but I like TCU, and you, it's hard to bet against what they've done and what this mean wins for them but you also can't underrate what it means for Kansas state conference champion. And they get to kick our, you know, a conference rival out of the college football playoff. So that's going to be a really fun one to watch. I'm excited for that one. I agree. Um, But yeah, I don't know if we want to go, do you have, how do you want to do this? You will have Derek's list up. Do you, do you have, you want to keep that and fill it in as we go? Go game by game. All three of our picks will tell people with what Derek's pick is. By the way, I probably should have done this off the top. You might've noticed Derek is not with us today. He is currently on the road because he is a traveling man when it comes to uh, his work, filming bands and whatnot. Shout out to Grub, all the fellas there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I should have started with that obviously, but we have Derek's picks. Uh, He was kind enough to make some time before he departed to give us get in the lab there and uh, give us what he thinks is going to happen. So we have Derek's picks and then me and Tudes are going to rip through ours for each of the the 10 major conference games. And um, you know, like I said, I'm going to do a parlay on these. I'm going to do a $10 parlay. I'm going to see how close it gets. Hopefully it hits, obviously. But, uh, yeah. And then I'm going to go through and I'll be single betting some of these games that I like the most. So, that's how we're approaching it this week for the picks. Um, So, whenever Tudes is ready, we can kind of just jump in here. Um, I feel pretty good about... A lot of these, I, you know, obviously it's trying to predict where the, the funk might come in. I think I have it pinned down, but I don't know if it's that surprising. So that's the only thing that really makes me nervous about my collective card on this tutor, if you know what I mean, where it's like, it makes too much sense in a lot of ways, but I feel like there's still one thing I'm missing that's going to go wrong. And it's going to be like...
0: To a lesser extent, the whole you're filling out your March Madness bracket and you're looking at some of those matchups and you're like, I know some sort of crazy upset or chaos is going to happen. I just can't pinpoint where because it makes no sense that certain teams would lose. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I can run down the slate. I've got them populated in here. Uh But I'll run down the slate and I'll start off with Derek's picks since Derek sent them into uh, to us earlier. And I know he wanted us to kind of kick off with with his stuff. And and we'll see, you know, folks, we we all know it. Everyone's been feeling it this season. We're ready for Derek to get fired up here. All right. (laughs) We need we he's he's due, folks. Yeah. Um, He's as
1: do as you do can get. I feel the same way. I'm right there with him.
0: So Derek has – we'll start kind of through the first matchup. North Texas uh, versus uh, UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio. Derek's got North Texas plus Um, 8.5. USC, Utah out west. See, that pick
1: too, Derek, early on right away, value pick there. I like what he's doing. Uh, UTSA scares me though. That offense can just kind of,
0: I never thought that I'd be scared of the Roadrunners, but I didn't know, either, I,
1: but that's what, that is what it is.
0: Um, so Derek's got the Trojans, uh, minus two and a half against Utah, uh, who they did beat in a thriller earlier in the season. Um, or I'm yes. sorry, they I'm sorry they lost. Um, lost. But yes. They co- but they did cover. Um, yes. They, lost, they, lost, what by, they yeah. lost by one point, and I had USC plus two and a half. Thank you very much in that game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that one, that one's going to be a fun one. That might be actually my favorite game on the slate this weekend. Um, K State TCU. Derek, no surprise here, riding with the Horn Frogs minus two and a half. Um, we've got a little bit of Maction this week as well. Toledo with the number one defense and the Mac going up against the Ohio Bobcats. derek Scott, Ohio plus one and a half. I like that pick. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I feel like teams like the Mac are always a little bit tougher to pick just because there's always the funky stuff. I feel like happens in those smaller conferences, those major type, uh, that's
1: yeah, because that's kind of the couple spots in my pick, in my card, where I'm a little like, eh. Other than that, I, I feel pretty good, but yeah. So that would apply here, too, obviously. Coastal Carolina, Troy, big question mark. What's the quarterback's name? Grayson McCall for mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina. Any? I haven't seen any updates yet on him. I don't know if you've been paying attention to that, because I think that's kind of what's hold, kind of holding me up on that one.
0: I haven't seen any either. Um, because it's
1: not – I last I knew as of, like, Monday or Tuesday uh, this week, he, it was – he is not ruled out. So, <laughs> and I, I know he hasn't been playing, but we'll, we'll see. Sorry, where do we leave off? Coastal Carolina, obviously, right?
0: Yeah, so he's got Troy minus 8.5 in that game. Um, Sun Belt. Yeah, that's – I don't know. That's one that, frankly, I don't really know enough about Troy. To,
1: to I know there. they've been kind of like a surprise good team. It Doesn't Kurt Warner – or no, that's Temple, right? Kurt Warner's son is at Temple, I believe. I was, be. Yeah, I, I believe that's right. I don't know enough about Troy either. I know – I think that line looks like it does because Grayson Allen's not playing. Exactly. Or Grayson Allen, Grayson McCall. Uh so who's I Grayson Allen? Saw. Was Grayson Allen an athlete? Have I done this on the Grace show it. before?
0: Grayson Allen was the uh, the Duke point guard that was the most hateable man in America. One because he was the uh, the Duke point guard, and two because he kept getting in trouble for tripping guys in games.
1: (laughs) Really? Yeah, I uh, I knew. That's funny, Grayson Allen. Duke
0: always has that one little white guard with the most punchable face in America that everyone in college basketball. Outside of Durham, North Carolina, hates more than anybody in college basketball.
1: Right. Isn't it like Danny Ainge? The best thing that happened to Danny Ainge was um, Christian Leitner, right? Didn't Danny Ainge go to Duke?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: I don't know much about college. I thought Danny Ainge or was it somebody else? I'm oh, thinking.
0: Danny Ainge was a BYU guy. You might be thinking uh, the best thing to happen to Christian Leitner was J.J. Reddick, maybe.
1: Oh, damn it. Who was the other pain in the ass they had? He was like a... Jay Billis? No, he was a UB coach, I thought, for a little bit. Hurley? Yeah, Bobby Hurley. He was one of those types of guys you're talking about, wasn't he? He was just like, had the punchable face, everything, everybody. Didn't he go to Duke, Bobby Hurley?
0: Yep, and Duke, Duke, honestly, they're just a very hateable basketball team.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great 30 for 32 about all that. I forget what it's called. Uh, I hate Christian Leitner or something. That kind of dives into it more Yep, because um, I'm not, like, a huge college basketball guy, but everyone knows about that. Good old Duke. Where did we leave off here?
0: We had Troy minus 8.5. We're non-SEC title game. Nice. Uh, SEC title game, LSU-Georgia derek Scott, lsu plus 17 and a half so i know that's something that you're not crazy about i i'm torn i actually won on lsu a little bit earlier this season but me too i've i've bet on brian kelly coach teams in so many bowl games and so many just playoff spots over the years and I get burned every single time and I'm probably gonna do it again. But yes, LSU minus plus 17 and a half for Derek. That's uh that was a pick I honestly didn't see him making, but you know, sometimes Me either. It I um
1: I'm pretty surprised he made that pick. But um I like what he's doing. I like the energy. I like what he's giving off with some of these picks. He's going for it. I can tell, and I like it.
0: And, uh, now we're going back out west, Fresno State and Boise State. Derek's got Boise State minus three. I'm pretty sure I still think Boise State is sick every single year, because they had a really good year back in, like, 2007. Um, and I just associate that with Boise State every year, even though those guys are all probably like 45 now. But, yeah, Boise State minus three for Derek. And, um, Next pick, we're going back down to the Southeast. This is just a system play at this point for this podcast. Uh, UCF, oh, yeah. UCF, mm-hmm. Tulane, two Tulane two minus four. Um, frankly, Tulane's had a really strong season. UCF already went in and beat them once this year. I don't think it happens twice. I think Tulane takes care of business. Um, so, Derek, uh, Tulane minus four. I think we all saw that one coming. Um,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: ACC championship game, which I never thought the ACC championship would feel this irrelevant, but it does. Um, Clemson, UNC. Derek took UNC plus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Can't say that I don't like that pick. Cause, Love that uh, pick. I Clemson
1: think, stinks.
0: Yeah, Clemson, they're stinks. That quarterback stinks.
1: Uh, what the hell's his name?
0: DJ Ugo
1: Laley you yeah, am really I, bad at pronouncing him. I don't know. Why is he one of those guys where it's like I really find myself rooting for him? And it's just like then Dabo does something that annoys me and then they lose and don't cover in a spot that they should. And then I just hate them. Yeah. Why does that happen? It's just, it's one of those things. But he, whenever they put, I, the, I watched a couple games early and they put the, the new kid in. I think he, he might be a freshman. He's like their backup and he looked phenomenal. Moving the ball, making quick, decisive, smart decisions, and they just continue to go back to DJ, and I don't get it. What do I know? I'm the guy who sits in the chair and loses money on the shit, so there's a glowing advertisement. Uh (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: But yeah, no, seriously, I just like – I was talking about that the other day, too. I hate being – I don't know if we've talked about this before to an extent, but I just want to throw this in there. I hate being that guy who says like a professional athlete and college athletes, the college football players, they're essentially pros now, but that's neither here nor there. They, There's always a handful of – a small handful of athletes when I watch them play and watch them do what they're supposed to be very good at and they get paid a lot of money to do. And I just constantly find myself saying – I don't get it. It, it doesn't happen often, but there's a, there's a few. Um, the person that reminded me of that was actually Harry Maguire. He's a defender for England, uh, center back on the England national team for soccer. And he just, he stinks. Um, I don't understand how he's, where he's at. He's the captain of Manchester United too. It's just like, I don't, obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about in that because there's gotta be something I'm missing. Cause he's horrible. But there's just, like, every now and again, there's there's athletes where it's just, like, I can't see it. It's, like, I want to. I just – I can't. And that's how I, unfortunately, end up feeling when it comes to the Clemson quarterback there, DJ Ua Gunle lead whatever. I can, still can't even say his name. I feel like he's been there for four years. But, um, anyways, I digress. Uh, we can continue here. Um, rant over for me. Back to the picks, baby. Tulane minus four UNC plus seven and a half. What were we saying about UNC plus seven and a half?
0: I just, I like that pick from, I do too. Um, I I, I just think it makes sense. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I also am not shocked by Derek's big 10 championship pick. Uh, Derek in Michigan and Purdue took the Boilermakers. I'm just kidding. He took Michigan minus 17. Um, But, you know, no surprise there. I think Michigan could have been favored by, like, 110, and Derek still would have taken them. Right. Uh, But, you know, overall, pretty good. I don't know. What do you think about that matchup? Do you think that's something where, you know, given – I always get – I don't know if nervous is the word, but I always second-guess it when I see a spread that's that big – because I think it would be so easy for it to get backdoored at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, but most of the time...
0: Like, I think it would be so easy for Michigan to be up, like, 21 and then Purdue to come in and just score, like, a garbage-time touchdown because Michigan's playing soft defense and letting them run down the field to run the clock out, basically. And you don't cover.
1: Yeah. It, it can, but it's like, I... Vegas just always knows, man, when I see a spread that's like eight and a half, seven and a half, like more times than not, I don't, I feel as though it's a trap. And then there's some instances like the UNC game where I'm like, they're just hoping people bet on Clemson, but we can't make this anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they just kind of have to just see what happens, but I I just, I don't know how anybody's betting on Clemson in that game. So I don't know what they're going to do line movement wise, but. Yeah, sometimes it's like that Georgia, Tennessee, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, they knew, they knew the whole fucking time. And um, that's, so sometimes that's where I get with those, but like, I definitely see your side, what you're saying because I get like that quite often as well, where it's like you, that back door covers just stewing in your mind.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's something that, it's happened to me too often. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens. But you want to move on uh, to our picks for these?
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of adding mine in right now um, yeah. as we go here.
0: I guess we'll go game by game, and we can just do. Uh, we'll both give our pick for that game at the same time, uh, so we don't absolutely just three times. We'll go back up to the top. North Texas, UTSA. Is, is it safe to say you're on North Texas or
1: incorrect? I'm on UTSA minus um, eight and a half.
0: Okay. All right. I I'm have. Gonna, I have no.
1: I've watched UTSA a few times. I have not watched North Texas. Um, obviously, they're in the conference championship game. They're doing something right. Um, I would have liked to have heard at least a peep about you to have faith in you at a line like that. That just seems like a rat line. It's like they're begging you to take North Texas there. I just give me the eight and a half. I think it's at least 10 points, 10 or more.
0: Beginner. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll fall into the trap and I'm just going to take North Texas uh, plus eight and a half. And I'm going to do it for two reasons. The first reason is I know absolutely nothing about either of these teams and I'm getting more than a touchdown. Um, the other reason is because their nickname is the Mean Green, and I think that's pretty cool. So let's go Mean Green. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna go with that strategy in that game. Um, mean green that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool so I'll, I'll put money on that. Um, back back out west pack um, 12 USC Utah. Um, what are you reaching
1: for dude you're you're doing pretty good. What? You, with the gameplay, it's like use that's something Derek should be doing. You know, well, it's it's different. <laughs> I haven't been good it's, either, but that's just like I like the name of the mascot. I just got to go with it.
0: It's different because now that's normally a game, right? Now I've I've had some success betting college football throughout the year. That's normally a game that I would go nowhere near because I don't know anything about it. But in the spirit of what we're doing this week, by picking all the conference championships. That's what I'm going with. Not fair enough. Um, that's that's really the only th- the only thing for me. So
1: I got to be um, honest. When me and you started, you know, our head to head here going at these, I didn't think we would start with a bang in the North Texas UTSA, you know, title game. I got to be honest with you, but I like where it started. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I feel it.
0: Absolutely. It's good. Um, Pack twelve. <laughs> Utah. USC. Uh, who you got on that one?
1: <laughs> USC minus two and a half. I I cause, We're on the same page. Right. You know, the revenge spot thing, right? Utah, Utah wins, doesn't cover, right? Yep. Or wait, did USC win and not cover?
0: Uh, USC was underdogs in that game, and they actually covered. Um, so that game was, I'm actually scrolling back to it right now. Why am I blanking on this? Did they lose? Uh, yes, USC did lose that game. And then Utah has two losses now. So yes, you okay that's USC all right. USC was plus three and a half in that game and they lost but did cover.
1: You yeah, okay. So US yeah, I like that though. So I like the revenge spot there. For yep. sure. Caleb I also, Williams on the Heisman. Like it's yep. it's if, if he wins, I think he gets the Heisman.
0: I like that so. revenge spot, like you said, but I also like the fact that USC knows that they can punch their ticket to the playoff with a win here. Agreed. And that's gotta be some extra motivation because USC hasn't been to the playoffs since it's been a thing. Right. So, so you know, I right there, that. I mean you're you're getting a chance to first year Lincoln
1: Riley too. The yeah. buzzing.
0: You get to bring a historic program back to relevance and get them to the college football playoff for the first time in school history. USC minus two and a half to play. A uh, little tricky, little tricky guy down in the uh, Big 12. K State, TCU, TCU is uh, favored by two and a half. Who you got, Benny?
1: The TCU minus two and a half. I love Kansas State. Absolutely love it. I almost bet a future on Kansas State to win the conference after, I think, the second week. Um, but I didn't, so whatever. Um, but TCU, same kind of situation. They can punch their ticket to the college football playoff if they win. I think that's – but you got the – this is where one of the tricky ones, right, because the, the Kansas State – you know, they want a Big Ten, your Big 12 championship, right? Mm-hmm. And they can knock their, you know, conference rival out of the college football playoff. So, that that might be tighter, but I still think inside that two and a half, I think that's the right spot. I think it's going to probably be about a field goal game. So, I would lock that in at minus two and a half. If it gets above that, and, it, you know, if you're doing parlays, you're just trying to pick winners or something, just throw it in money line or something. I, I don't see how TCU does not win, Um and cover the two and a half, but maybe that's going to be the surprise play, and I'll be kicking myself uh, come Sunday morning. Fair enough. You on TCU?
0: I'm on TCU as well, um, yeah. you know, for a lot of the same reasons. So I don't have to waste everyone's time and energy listening to me blab more about it. Uh, <laughs> we like when you, we like, we like your opinions. What are you doing?
1: You know, going. But if you do have the same, you know, you're agreeing on, you know, the same. Yeah,
0: no. Yeah, I guess, get what you're saying. That's the thing. Um, next matchup, we're, you know, back to the match-in in, um, you know, quite possibly the worst state in the union, Ohio. Um,
1: Whoa. Whoa, why? Ohio. Why?
0: Um, I just like to say that. I, I just give my friends that live in Ohio a hard time. And there's nothing. Oh, bad good. Bad. I just, yeah, good. It's I love just it. flat nothingness when you drive through Ohio yeah but we got toledo neighborhoods, good suburbs though. <laughs> toledo ohio toledo's favored by one and a half who you got
1: that line's weird i'm surprised toledo is not favored more um yeah it's one and a half i am i seeing this right that ohio is a home underdog Give me Ohio. Minus one and a half. Plus one and a half? Plus one and a half. Me. I'm taking a money line. I don't care.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I don't give a fuck with this um, money line. I'm going to ride with uh, my guy underachieving this year. Pittsburgh Steeler, Deontay Johnson. Former University of Toledo wide receiver. Mm. I'm going with the Rockets. Minus one and a half. Okay. I don't know enough about Max, and I just see a home dog. I don't know anything Plus about money. that game, and I saw Toledo, so I just figured I'd take Toledo. I got gotcha. you. I, I read somewhere earlier online that they had the best defense in the MAC, so that's pretty you know, legit. We'll go with it. Um, next matchup: Coastal Carolina, Troy. Eight and a half in favor of Troy. Who you got, Benny?
1: I'll, I'm going to bite. I'm going to take Coastal Carolina plus eight and a half. I don't know who Troy is. I don't know what they're going on. I don't know anything. But I, if there's a slim chance, and every report I've seen is there is a chance that uh, Grayson McCall plays, if that happens, that sh- they should be favored by at least a field goal. So I'm going to... Just cross my fingers and see, and then maybe it's just a system play at that point. It's over a touchdown. Maybe I get lucky. So I'm oh. going to take Coastal Carolina plus eight and a half.
0: I'm also on Coastal Carolina plus eight and a half, and I only have one question for you on this game. Okay. Can you tell me what state Troy University's in without looking?
1: Kid, what state Troy University is in? Yep. I have no fucking idea.
0: Yep, and I don't think Derek does either. So why the fuck did he bet him? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're uh, Troy, Alabama, for all of you uh, who don't know that. Um, and quite frankly, I'm taking I'm taking the bait with you, plus eight and a half, Coastal Carolina. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna lock that in and roll with it. Next one. Yeah. This one's gonna. This one, I think, is gonna be the the dicey one. Um, SEC championship, LSU, Georgia. Georgia's favored by seventeen and a half. Are you on the Bulldogs?
1: Yep. Okay. At That's Brian cool. Kelly. Brian fucking. I don't even want to say his name because he's gonna find a way to fucking hose me. But I just cannot trust him right now. Um. Dude. It's a conference championship game. The line is 17 and a half. Georgia is going to kill them. Georgia is going to slaughter them. Are you kidding me? this is the, the the SEC championship game for me was um, it was Georgia versus Tennessee. Georgia won I that's it. okay like they might cover I'm not gonna bet it. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm I'm done with Brian Kelly. You know, I'm I'm probably going to be fading him the next two games he plays um, because cause he's not beating Georgia. They're not getting to the college football playoff. So that's they got two games left as far as I'm concerned. They're going to get piped. They're going to get smoked by Georgia. It's going to be by 20-plus. Tw- 20, 20 right? You know what I mean? I know that's saying a lot, 17-and-a-half, but it's going to be 20-plus. Not worried about it, 17-and-a-half. I'll take it. I'll lay it with Georgia. Don't trust LSU. That's it. Don't overthink right. it. Vegas knows. I'm just saying. Vegas, Vegas knows. It's a conference. It's the SEC conference championship game. The spread is 17 and a half. Don't overthink
0: it. I'm um, yeah. No, I'm I'm looking at just some stuff right now because uh, this was one that I my gut said Georgia, but I'm looking. So Georgia this season they're six and six against the spread three and0 against the spread when they're favored by 20 points or less so obviously this qualifies um, and LSU is as an underdog this season under Brian Kelly LSU is three and one straight up and three and one against the spread the only game they did not win or cover as an underdog this season is when they got blown out 40 to 13 by Tennessee so oh, right. I'm gonna go I'm gonna say I'm with you, Benny. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Georgia even with the points. I just I don't see how
1: it's a uh, lot of points, I get it. Yeah. I get it. That's a three possession game. I get it. Three plus possession game. Um I again, I I just don't see Why any – I like, it's only just because the number's nice to take the points with LSU, right? Like, and you say there's the statistics, and that's why I think it's the perfect spot because it happens with Brian Kelly every year. All the statistics somehow say, take him to cover. And it never fucking happens, it feels like to me. So I'm just not going to overthink it. Uh, George has been great to me. If I fall and they don't cover, if I fall on the sword, I'd rather it be like that than – you know, say, ah, oh, shit, I, why did I bet LSU? I don't want to do that again. The amount of times I've done that with Notre Dame with Brian Kelly on that headset going, ah, oh, brutal. So I'm just not going to do it again. I feel good. As soon as I saw that line, I was like, hmm, interesting. Still love it. And it's 17 and a half. So, again, Bulldogs. Go dogs.
0: <laughs> we got another Bulldogs, Fresno State versus mm. Boise State. Um Boise State's favored by three. What are you thinking?
1: I'm going Boise State. Uh, Fresno, they just, I, they don't cover. I feel like, or am I missing something? They're five and seven against the spread. Uh, Boise State six and six, five and one. Um, they're the Boise's the home team. You can get three. I'm taking the three with Boise State. Maybe you get a push, but I give me that. I'll take that. That's the Super Bowl up there in Boise. That's going to be a Primetime event up there in no, Idaho. That's going to be a fucking blast for those folks. Um, I'm riding. Boise's going to be up for that game.
0: I'm riding the same with Boise. Next matchup. Two lane. Everybody
1: knows. CF. Everybody, everybody knows. Ask you.
0: We're both going two lane minus four.
1: Everybody I, on this show should know where we are on that. I don't care zero, if the number is minus zero, 59 zero, and a half. Two lane.
0: We're betting two lane until they, until they lose. Yeah. Um, ACC, a- two champion. the <laughs> ACC championship. Eight and two game. The uh, Excuse Browns. me.
1: 10 and 2 against the spread, Tudor. I don't know where ten. I got it. They are two,
0: 10 and 2 against the spread, 10 and 2 straight up.
1: They win, they cover, baby.
0: And they're going to win. That's so a, gonna you know cover. what? I'm gonna to get to, I'm gonna to get to that later on. So hold that when they cover thing because I got I got a bone to pick with some NFL teams here. I'm after. sure
1: you do. The NFL is a joke with that, but this is um, college. It's Tulane. Give it to me. Tulane yep. minus four.
0: Absolutely. Um, ACC championship. I think we're both going to be on UNC plus seven and a half. might be the three.
1: biggest frauds in the nation this yep. year. No, there's a few are. that are contenders. and I, and I
0: I have to say this publicly because I said it in our group chat after this weekend. Um, I at least temporarily am officially taking Michigan off my frauds list for the first time in probably five years. So,
1: good job, Wolverines. I like I'm rooting for the Wolverines, man. They're off off my
0: frauds list.
1: It's hard not to root for Michigan, really is. Um, because I mean, when did they last win a national title like that? It's been.
0: We weren't alive, I can tell you that. Yeah. Michigan football national championships last one.
1: Nineteen
0: ninety six. No, actually ninety seven. So.
1: Ninety seven.
0: But then their their previous one before that was nineteen sixty five. So I just didn't ninety seven. Yeah, I mean they need they they've need got, some more. They've fighters. got one in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, they get, they need some more titles. So
0: Wolverines, let's go. I'm riding with Derek there too. Yep, I'm taking the Wolverines as well, minus seventeen.
1: Yeah, but Purdue. yeah, the UNC I feel good about too. I think they're just trying to get people to think that's a rat line and bet Clemson minus seven and a half. I think UNC is gonna cover that one. I don't know if they win, but they're that's going to be a close game. I think. So yep. in a game I think is going to be close, I'll take the obviously take the dog i'm with you buddy we fucking ripped through that i mean is there anything else i know we've got a couple minutes here you have some bones to pick with the nfl and you know let's just kind of air anything out we need to air out for these couple minutes before we get out of here and uh, set people off on the
0: right note for uh conference championship weekend yep the buffalo bills are officially on my frauds list
1: it's not good um
0: I you know I, no Deion Dawkins
1: this week, um, not good. Von just, Miller hurt, not good. It's the Micah Hyde thing every week. I'm like, it's so obvious how much they miss him. Jordan Poyer's still a little banged up. I mean, they just they gotta win some ugly games here. I think they're frauds when it comes to covering spreads. I think yeah, if they can they're get 5-5 healthy, five and one against the spread this year. The exciting thing about the Bills, I'm gonna say, is they have not peaked too early like they did last year. And that is very encouraging. I know it looks very bleak right now. There are so many stories if you go back where it looked real dicey for Super Bowl champions around this time of the year. It just happens. Sometimes it happens. We'll see.
0: It's also man. It's also one of those You're things. never
1: out of it because it just feels like sometimes Bills fans around here just feels like they're just like either they're on top of the world and yet nobody's won anything, or they just like
0: it's the trade everybody, fire McDermott bean should be I almost I you know almost I mean? left one of my group chats on Thanksgiving. I almost Gosh. left it. Because it's it was the whole thing where it was a tight game with the Lions. And then you had everyone basically talking about, oh, season's over. That's it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I hate that stuff. But you just got to play
1: that Aaron Rodgers clip. R, E, L, A,
0: X. It's just, I.
1: Just stay afloat and get people healthy.
0: But it's also it also goes back to that same thing. I was thinking about this earlier today with the college football argument of, you know, the best team, the most deserving team. And I look back at Super Bowls. I look back at AFC or NFC championships. And I think what people have to understand, and this is what, to a lot of folks, makes sports fun, is the best team doesn't always win. Right. And I know everybody knows that, but last year, unless you live in Cincinnati, Ohio, nobody can look at me and tell me with a straight face that the Cincinnati Bengals were the best team in the AFC last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Now they won a big game when they had to and they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. So, you know, deserving there. And they got they got through the regular season with a ten and seven record and made a nice little run in the playoffs. But that's what's fun about sports. Um, I think the Bills roster wise are probably the best team in the AFC. I just don't think they play like it. They might turn it on later in the season, and you know we'll see what happens. But right now it's kind of a toss up, and I think there's so many things that. Every team has to figure out there's not really one team in the NFL right now that I'm looking at being like, wow, they're, they're unbeatable. I thought I was going to think that about the bills, but I'm really not anymore. Um, and, and the chiefs, they've had a nice season so far, but I don't know, nothing, nothing that I've really seen that to me looks like they did when they were, you know, winning the super bowl just a couple of years ago. I don't think they look as sharp as they did then. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be it'll be fun to watch down the stretch in terms of especially that AFC and different teams battling that we maybe didn't think would be in the mix that are. But, you know, the best team doesn't always win. And I think that's what makes it fun. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend for sure. Yeah. Um, have you been watching any of the World Cup? Want to touch on that really quick, because USA, uh, by the time this episode's out, they're going to be in the uh, knockout stages. they got to play the Netherlands. Um, going to be a tough one, but have you gotten to watch any of it at all? Take any of it Um, in?
0: Very little of it. I actually got to watch. I had a meeting at work yesterday. I was in the office, and a few of us went down to watch kind of the tail end of the game against Iran, where they uh, advanced out of the group stage, uh, where they needed a win, and they they snuck it out at the end of the game. It got a little bit hairy. But, you know, U.S. onto the group stage or out of the group stage, I should say, and into the round of 16. I think it's cool. It's exciting for the country. What I also didn't realize is, well, Benny, and you know more about this than I do, but the average age of the U.S. team I think I saw was like 24. They're super young. And did I see correctly that their their starting lineup yesterday had no MLS players in it, which is pretty uncommon for US teams of the past.
1: It is. They're starting to get players are starting to realize they got to go abroad, uh, for the most part, to, for top tier competition, and a lot of players are, which is good, and you can see it because we're more competitive. So, and they're very young. Let
0: me, let me ask you this too, because obviously I know like Pulisic is a guy that went to the EPL and obviously plays for Chelsea, but uh, was the trend before that American players wanted to stay at home in the States so they played in the MLS or was it just that U.S. soccer was at a point where, frankly, we didn't have a lot of players that were good enough to play in those top leagues in Europe?
1: mostly the second thing you said, but there were some that could have and did a little bit, but didn't have lasting successes. The the level just wasn't there. Um, The training at the national team to keep, you know, think about it. Like you go from, say you're from Brazil and you get picked for the national team, like in your training, like in a lot of cases, not a lot, but in most cases, the team that you're playing on in a country like that when you're in training for qualifiers for a world cup in a world cup in whatever other tournament the training for that might be better than the club team you play for and you know what i mean for most a lot of countries around the world that's not the case and us is definitely one of them like you know some of the teams that some of the us players are coming from like the, they would smoke them like it wouldn't even be right. And that's just, but like Brazil could be just about anybody, you know? So, for the most part, they could hang with anybody. So, but now you're just getting more players over here. Um, and then you're also having the trickle effect that you have in soccer, where there's players that have dual citizenship and they can choose. And people are starting to take U.S. soccer more seriously. Kids like Anthony Robinson, the left back on USA, who's been starting, uh, grew up basically in England, but. Um, You know, his I I don't know which of his parents is an American citizen. You know, he has family here and stuff, but he spent most of his time in England. But he decided he, um, you know, wanted to play for the U.S. And he's going to get more playing time. But also that you have to have a certain amount of respect to commit to that because that's a final decision. So he said he wants to play for the U.S. You know, he's going to get more playing time. But it also you don't do that unless you it's the narratives changing a little bit still obviously work to do but Does that
0: lock him in permanently like he could never play for England in a world cup or any international stage now Yeah, anymore. he's did for
1: international soccer competitions he's USA. Okay. Yep. So Yeah,
0: that's that's where you're you're a little more versed in that stuff than than I am and uh, one thing I want to ask you about too, what's the I've been seeing around the US team specifically, they're a little bit of I don't I don't want to say controversy because that's not the right word, but some frustration with the head coach and some of his decisions as far as who starts or when because he's boring come
1: on. he's boring he does he you know like he's got talent now so it's hidden if the team wasn't as talented with you know young up-and-comers as it is you know he and it changes he got like we won you know so, like they won yesterday so they got through they almost blew it but like He got that one yesterday was a perfect example. He got the one goal and he kind of packed it in. He were they really weren't doing tactically like trying to go for a second goal because he was because he plays kind of afraid, like I don't want to give up the lead going for a cushion. When it's like you could play it perfect, you could play perfect defense and get a deflection, and you, you lost the lead, and then you wasted 30 minutes of time just killing time when you could have been trying to get a second and a third, and then you can you know, keep a lead from there. So I think that's kind of the main criticism, at least for me. I don't know, you know, more advanced soccer people might have more specific analytics or tactics as to why, but that's just from what I see, very basic knowledge of it. I I don't really like that, but I, I. it is nice now finally that we can get past a coach who's got maybe some weird tactics where the players can improvise on their own, like they do in a sport like hockey if things just aren't working. Sure. And we have the talent to do that in the starting 11 now and a few guys on the bench. Like Brendan Aronson hasn't been starting. He plays for Leeds United in the Premier League. And he's just, you know, he's great. He's a up-and-coming stud. But hes he hasn't been starting for the U.S. national team. He plays in the Premier League. Like
0: that's So I think um, that's, that's where some of the frustrations I've seen are is people are saying that the coach for the U.S. national team came from a college soccer background so he's trying to play and substitute in or start a lot of guys who are former college players and current mls players in the states rather than some of the guys who are maybe playing at a higher level somewhere else
1: yeah and like you said i mean they didn't in the last game i don't think anyone was any starter was in the mls so like you there might've been one. I feel like one of their center backs is, but either way. um, Yeah, I, I get it. And some of the players, yes, but like, again, it's better when you have the talent that we have now, because it can kind of cover up for that and then give the players a little more freedom. I don't know a ton about Berhalter's background, but just from what I see, I watch a good amount of their games, at least catch some, they, they can tend to be boring. And when, when you have that kind of, flair and talent and speed that they have and you know relentlessness you want to use that so and that's just how i i feel about it um he knows he's got better players than a lot of the ones that are in the mls and you can see it but it's more i think more of its tactics i would say but i can certainly see where people are coming from on that for sure
0: cool yeah glad to get your thoughts on that one and You know, hopefully the US can make a nice little run here because just you know, four years ago at the last World Cup, they weren't even involved, right? They didn't even qualify for it. So it's cool Mm -hmm. to see them take such a big step forward and having such a young lineup feels like US soccer could be relevant for the long term.
1: Yeah. They got a couple players in that team that are very, very good playing at very impressive clubs at a high level, playing a lot of minutes too. Brendan Aronson, one of them, Yunus Musa is another, Serginho Dest. Anthony Robinson, I already said Tyler Adams, you know, I'm forgetting people, but they're there. Timothy Weah. They got, they're playing in the big club leagues, you know, the big leagues in France and Spain, England. It's they're they're in there. So Germany, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what can happen. It's a tough matchup against the Dutch though. So good luck to team USA. We'll see what happens. Um, and to you, everybody, thanks for joining us. Hope you all had a great holiday. Um, like I said, we took some time off. Hope you all enjoyed it. Some time with friends and friends and family. Um, it was a blast picking through um, all the college picks for the conference title games. I'm really excited to see what happens there. Um, hopefully we can win some money. Like I said, I'm going to be picking individually what I'm going to bet. Um, there's always a few games that I like, but I'm going to take a, a shot in the dark here. I'm going to throw a 10 buck parlay in for all the picks that we just went over, see if I can hit it. Get a little juice going, dudes. What do you think, huh? I
0: love, it. I love it.
1: Yeah. All right. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, another brand new episode. And we'll make some announcements about, you know, the holidays coming up in the new year and uh, keep you informed on that as well. Uh, winning bets, minimal sweats, everybody, as always. Um, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. Later.